Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the Future Tech Podcast. I'm Alan Thomas, and with me today is Ethan Horacek. Co-founder and CEO of Solar IoT. How you doing, Ethan? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem, no problem. Let's get right into it. What is Solar IoT? What do you guys do? Sure. So, Solar IoT is an investment platform for solar projects, um, utilizing crowdfunding and a more personalized approach uh, to crowdfunding as well for solar projects. It's it's changed over. Over time, at first, we wanted to add a blockchain element um, into it and have all transactions using a token built on the blockchain. Um, and then after talking to a lot of solar companies, we decided maybe we should stick to normal currencies first, U.S. currencies. Um, and basically, we want to be able to allow as many people as possible uh, to get solar panels on their houses um, and allow people to also get in on the benefits of investment in solar panels through crowdfunding. So anyone can put uh, as little or so, as much money as they want into our fund, and then we can go ahead and distribute that to people who are looking for solar panels who can't uh, afford the upfront costs. So are there specific regions that you're targeting first, or is it just nationwide right out of the gate? Sure, yeah. I'll probably start out based in Los Angeles. Um, I'm working with a company called LA Solar, um, and they do installations. Uh, so we'll probably start in L.A. and then hopefully grow uh, throughout California and then the rest of the U.S. from there. Okay. And I know you said you, you pretty much want to start with Houston and then 
is, is there a plan for in the future maybe going back to the blockchain element or is it just uh is it just more about um well let's just build up to a certain point first before we add that element back in yeah so we, we wanted to get some users first and get some test cases and success success cases excuse me um with normal currencies uh since, since blockchain and tokens are growing, but they're not really fully trusted by a lot of people. Uh, so we didn't want to eliminate a lot of users right off the bat just by using blockchain. Um, but definitely in the future, if blockchain becomes more well-developed and more well-accepted, uh, then we can go ahead and add the token on that. And then we could eliminate servers, uh, we could eliminate transaction fees, make it international, um, and all those things. Okay, so uh, let's get a little bit of background about how the company started. I mean, exactly I guess, what, what inspired the start? How did it come about? That kind of thing. Sure. Uh, so actually, I went, so I'm a senior in high school. Um, and so I, I wanted to get into entrepreneurship and coding. And so I went to a hackathon, a local hackathon in Los Angeles called Angel Hack Los, uh, Los Angeles. Um, they have a global series of hackathons. Um, and then, should I explain what a hackathon is? Uh, well, actually, yeah. Let's go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead sure. and do that for... Uh, so a hackathon is, a 24 to 48 hour competition where designers, coders, and entrepreneurs come together and you can have teams already made up or you can just meet people there and make teams on the spot. And uh, it's a competition to see who can build the best product um, or idea, sometimes for a certain topic, depends on which company is hosting it. And you have to build a prototype and present it to the judges. Um, and there's usually prizes involved. And so I went to the Los Angeles Angel Hack one uh, and I just went without a team. I talked to a bunch of different people, and uh, from the people that I talked to, we formed Solar IoT. Uh, and we were there wasn't really a main uh, topic for the hackathon, so we were just thinking of what things do we think we can improve in the world. And so we were really passionate about uh, renewable energy, um, global warming. So how can we improve the solar space? And uh, so we wanted to see if we could add blockchain, and then also allow more people to get involved in solar panels and solar investment, uh, opening it up to crowdfunding, um, and then adding a personalized aspect. Okay, and and let me and, and let me ask you, why is the personalized aspect so important in in this mm -hmm. in this venture? I just want to go into that a little bit. Definitely. So yeah, so our goal is on the app, you'll be able to pick a certain area, or maybe a certain town or city, a certain neighborhood, or an individual person that you want to give your money to as an investor. Um, so you could, maybe if your friend's getting one, you could say, please give this money to my friend, please give money to this city. Uh, and then LA Solar would then distribute it to the people who are looking for projects in that area or that person. And so we think that on top of the investment bonus or the benefits, the return on investment that you'll get uh, from the lease payback, and then on top of helping out with uh, renewable energies, we also feel that if the people feel connected to the uh, person or neighborhood that they're investing in, they'll be more likely to give money uh, and you'll feel more connected to the project that you're funding. It kind of adds that extra, that extra weight to it. Yes. Yes. And so if, if, if I'm coming to solar IOT, this is day one, what does the, what does that start process look like? That onboarding process look like for me to get started if I want to get involved? Sure. Um, so as a user, you can go out, uh, go onto our, download our app, um, make an account and then register. You could link your bank account or card, um, and then scroll through the various projects. Um, right now, we aren't finished with development yet. Um, so there's, it's, it's not a working product out, but in the future, this is what it would look like. Um, so you'd be able to then view different areas of California and Los Angeles, 
um, and view the stats of the solar projects currently, view certain projects that are needed to be funded, and then click an area or click a, a person, and then put in as much or as little money as you want and send it in, and then we'll calculate all the returns for you uh, from there. Oh, okay. So it's a pretty straightforward process then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the the direct benefits to the to the users, it's it's just like you said, you have the very in a very straightforward process there. You can kind of get up and going quickly. Uh, any other benefits that we're missing that we need to highlight? Uh, sure. So for the investor from the investor side, um, other than helping with the renewable energies and helping out friends or neighborhoods, uh, we've LA Solar, the company we're partnering with, would guarantees a 20% return over five years uh, on your investment from the lease payback system uh, that, that we would use. Um, and then on the user side, we're opening a lot more people to get solar panels uh, because most people are doing the lease. They can't pay up front. Uh, but a lot of these smaller companies don't have the mo- enough money in their lease funds to uh, provide solar panels for all these people. So what we're doing is enlarging the funds through crowdfunding and enabling more people to use this lease to get solar panels. And so when, when putting all this together, what are some of the challenges that you've had to, to kind of hurdle over to get mm-hmm. to this point? Sure. So uh, I'm young. So being a young entrepreneur, it can be intimidating and difficult. Um, sometimes I maybe not be taken seriously or I, I don't think I have enough world experience to do certain tasks. Uh, so that's that's a challenge from there. Um, also, there's been some team issues over over time. Uh, the team we have now is actually not the original team that we started with at the Hackathon. Uh, so we've been going through a new team structure and trying to set everything uh, up with that. And also, I've been going through school simultaneously while trying to get this business up and running. Um, and then in the future, if, if this does become big, I'll have to uh, try to decide between maybe taking a break from college uh, to focus on this business or just focusing on college. That's, that's definitely a different set of challenges than what we usually yeah. hear about on the show. But that's, <laughs> but, but, but that's what we want. We want to hear everybody's individual, you know, and everybody's individual experiences. And, and that brings up a, a great question, too, um, because I was thinking this just as you were talking about it. How, how do you get through that door initially when you're trying to find a new partner or, or, get, or when you talked about uh, the L.A. power system? Like, I mean, how, how do you get through that door initially just to make the presentation? Yeah. So I honestly just cold, like just cold emailed and cold called, cold called a bunch of different solar companies for, like, for two weeks straight. And uh, I, I guess we got lucky with L.A. Solar because the CEO just happened to read the email that I sent. Um, and was inspired by uh, what we were trying to do um, and reached out back out to me. And so I've been talking to them since. Um, but definitely it's like difficult because I, I don't have really have any uh, a name behind me or anything and I'm young. So people, maybe it's risky for people to go into business with me. Um, so I've just been cold emailing and uh, going to as many events as possible and signing up for as many interviews uh, to try to get as many opportunities as I can. Well, it sounds like you're putting together a great strategy there. So, it's, I mean, it's obviously working. So Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I guess uh, that kind of leads me to what else I was thinking. What would you call out so far as some of your, your main achievements or big wins so far? I guess that would be one of them, right? Yeah, so getting LA Solar to work with us so closely uh, is definitely a big one. Um, and then I guess we want – so the hackathon I went to that they started from is we won that hackathon, and uh, then we went – to Angel Hacks Startup Accelerator Program, uh, which is a 12-week accelerator, and it's international. Uh, and then at the end of the accelerator, they choose the top around 15 out of the 36 teams that uh, participated. And we flew up to San Francisco to do a, a week-long workshop 
and then we pitched at their demo day um, in front of around maybe 300 people. And then the judges included like Thomas Court, the founder of AngelPad, like um, other like tech stars, TechCrunch um, executives were there as judges. And so we pitched in front of them. And uh, we actually won a guaranteed interview with Boost VC, um, venture capital firm up in San Mateo. Um, and, and then after that, I've been just meeting with uh, venture capital firms trying to get investments. And so is, is, is part of the strategy going forward would, would be participating in more hackathons in, the, in addition to interviews and, all, and everything else? Um, I, yes, I, I'd say more meetings with investors. Because um, LA, we're, we're working really closely with LA Solar. We're trying to try to get see if LA Solar can fully fund what we need. Um, if not, I need to. I'll, we'll see if we can get some more outside investment, uh, and then do more interviews and get the, our name out there. Uh, I don't know if going to more hackathons is, is going to be a strategy going forward, though, or for this idea at least. <laughs> now, now, when when users are participating, users come onto the system and they're participating. Are are they? Uh, do they partic- Can they particularly? name okay i'd want to uh i'd want my part of it to go toward a particular school or institution or is it just general areas that they're naming like neighborhood yeah so we would want to be able to make it as specific as possible obviously we can't like if if there's only if only they only put a hundred dollars towards this one specific person or organization and that they don't have enough money to finish the project uh we'll have to redistribute that to something that can get finished and fully funded uh, but we, we want to be able to put as, as specific as possible with with the money uh, and still be able to build those projects. Uh, so obviously, putting a, just a general town or city would be much easier. Um, but if they were to put, put a specific organization or person, uh, we would do our best to make sure that it goes to them. Right, right, and, and I'm sure at this point, uh, at, at this point, you're in the company's development. You probably have a million ideas swirling around every <laughs> single day, but. But is there any anything that comes across your desk or email where you say, well, that's a little too ambitious for this year, maybe a couple of years out? And I, that's kind of actually what we did with the blockchain. Um, we were like, this maybe is a little bit too ambitious for now. Um, it would require a lot of development work. Um, and it's obviously it has a lot of power behind the name blockchain. Everyone is going crazy for blockchain right now. Uh, but we thought, you know, maybe we should put this on hold um, and get this up and running first and see if it's, we can get some uh, success with just normal U.S. currency and then maybe transition the blockchain. And, uh, and and that kind of also begs the question, is the is is there maybe a further out plan to, to go international in terms of currencies? You know, I'm, I'm sure uh, like I know you said you're concentrating on L.A., the L.A. area right now, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming that maybe in a further down the road even after going national, is there any, maybe a plan to go international or a thought yeah, to go, if, going international? If we can get that big, then definitely. And another, another idea we sort of played around with was energy transactions uh, using like an IOT device connected to a house. So the people you, so you would actually be paying back your investors through the energy that you make. Um, and you'd be, they, the people, your investors would basically be your energy providers and you'd be paying them at a low cost for your solar energy. Um, that could be possible in the future, but uh, for, not for now. <laughs> oh, and, and, and let's uh, let's just go into a little more detail about uh, the IoT device, just to make sure mm-hmm. everybody's on the same page. Yeah, so that IoT device would, would be connected to the home, and it would control the energy flow from the solar panels. Um, and then whenever you use the electricity, it would measure how much you've used and then charge you and then send the profits back to the people who funded your solar panel. Ah, like you said, so you'd be basically paying the investors directly. Directly, yeah. And so, 
I know you guys have a lot of lot of plans for what you're going to do going forward. What does just the next 24 months look like for you guys? Uh, yeah, so securing uh, enough funding to fully develop the project, um, expand our team, hire more developers, uh, and then work closely with LA Solar and use their existing customers and investors um, as our first initial test group um, and see if it works, see if they enjoy it, see if what we need to improve, any bugs. Um, and then hopefully expand to market, 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 market to LA and get as many users as we can to increase our, our lease funds. And, and uh, for these test cases or, or, or use cases that you're putting together, how, so how long or how, I guess, what's the length of the sample? How long do you measure to see how well it's working? Is it six months mm-hmm. or a year or? Yeah, I would say a year would be a good amount of time. We just, it's, it's, it's easy for the, for the users to just put money in and, and see how that works, how the money transition works. Um, I guess where what we need to see is how the lease payback system works and if the users are okay with just seeing a little bit of money come come in each month or, or after a certain amount of time. Okay, great, great. And, and in terms of, I guess, any final thoughts or big takeaways that listeners should get from hearing about solar IoT, what's the big thing they should focus on? Yeah, so... Uh, as a young founder, I'd encourage, even if there are any young people listening to this, um, I this just kind of fell in my lap. I just took a risk, went out of my comfort zone to go to a hackathon, and just kind of all steamrolled from there. Uh, so I'd encourage any young people to just, or even if um, older, if you want to do something, take a risk, get out of your comfort zone, and go do it. Uh, there's a lot of really, really cool innovation going on right now. Hackathons are a great place to go to get involved. Um, and you should definitely try and be involved and help shape or help the innovation as it comes along. Okay. And and in terms of getting in contact with the company, with you or the company, or if they, people mm-hmm. want more information, what's the best method of contact? Sure. So we have a website, um, www.solariot.xyz. And then you can also email me um, at Ethan, E-T-H-A-N, at solariot.xyz. Okay. Well, well, thank you, Ethan, for coming in and, and letting us know about the company and just uh, sharing your time with us. Thank you so much. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. 
You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. <laughs>